Welcome to the Getting Heaven Into People podcast. I'm Dave Ripper, a pastor here in New England, and I want to thank you for listening. After two years of the pandemic, almost all of us are hurting in some way, and so many of our churches are reeling. To address the deeply felt need Christians and churches have, I've designed this podcast to invite us to experience deeper healing and freedom over a 40-day journey as we pursue spiritual transformation together. I'm praying today's episode helps you experience greater joy, contentment, and confidence in your life and walk with God. So as you listen, may God's grace and peace be with you. Well, welcome to Getting Heaven in the People. I'm Dave Ripper from Crossway here in Southern New Hampshire, and we are on day 39 of a 40-day journey, almost there, where we have been learning and praying about how to cultivate greater spiritual freedom. And I hope and pray over the 40 days or so that you've been listening, and way to go if you've been listening that long, I hope and pray that you have been seeing signs of spiritual growth begin to spark, start to bloom. But this begs an important question that I would like for us to explore today. How do you know if you're growing spiritually? Oftentimes we're tempted to believe that if we're doing our spiritual practices better and more frequently that we're growing, that may be so, but it's possible to do spiritual disciplines like reading scripture or serving in a way that puffs us up rather than builds us up in love, to borrow some of St. Paul's language. Dallas Willard was once asked this very question, how do you know that you're growing spiritually if you are? He replied by saying, I ask myself these two questions. Am I becoming less and less easily irritated and less and less easily discouraged? Chances are, if you're becoming less and less easily irritated and less and less easily discouraged, you will be growing spiritually. But why do you think Dallas chose those two particular things to examine his life by? My hunch is that irritability and discouragement might have been two things that he struggled with most. So what do you struggle with most? This is one of the key questions we led off in our podcast series. One of my prayers for you was that over the course of these 40 days, whatever has been weighing you down or holding you back would become less and less of a negative presence in your life, less of a hindrance, less of an obstacle to your spiritual growth. For me, I identified resentment. I'd been struggling with that based on the way I felt like I had been treated by others throughout the pandemic. And I am grateful to say that I feel more and more freedom from this type of resentment that has been holding me back and weighing me down by the grace of God and by intentional effort. Now, what helped me identify that resentment was the thing that I needed to focus on removing and trying to rid my life from was Scripture particularly 1 Corinthians 13. I believe you can identify that you're growing spiritually when, as this chapter centers on, when you're growing in agape love and gradually seeing unloving qualities in your disposition and actions diminish. So let's spend some time today reflecting on being pervaded more and more with the love of Christ as we listen to 1 Corinthians 13. Pay attention to what qualities of love you'd like to see come to fruition in your life and what might be prohibiting love from flourishing in and through you.
Paul writes, If I speak in tongues of mortals and of angels but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Take a moment just to reflect on what maybe word or phrase strikes you that you should take note of, pay attention to. Ask God why your attention was perhaps captured by this word or phrase. Like I said for me, last fall, the word that resoundingly emerged for me as I both reflected on and actually taught this passage of Scripture was resentment. For Willard, I think it's quite possible that verse 5, which not only deals with resentment, but says love is not irritable, perhaps inspired his diagnostic question as to whether he was becoming less and less easily irritated. Dallas is fond of saying that many people try to get through the Bible, but don't allow the Bible to get through them. To allow the scriptures to get through us, he suggested we spend as much as several months at a time staying with a selected passage of the Bible that really focuses on our transformation until its message is lived in our lives. Some of those passages that he referred to included the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5 through 7 or Colossians 3 and 1 Corinthians 13 was one he believed we needed to put to the top of our list that we give an incredible amount of attention to. Maybe this is an invitation for you to stay with this passage for the coming weeks or more. It's far more than a nice text to have read at your wedding. And to help us deepen our sense of this text, let me read from 1 Corinthians 13 from the message translation as well. In my own Bible study and reading, I'll often dig deep into a passage from a more traditional translation and then read it from the message. And I think it's far more than just Peterson's paraphrase of a passage. I think it's Eugene Peterson's interpretation and take on the sense of the text as well. So let's listen to these verses from the message. If I speak with human eloquence and angelic ecstasy, but don't love, I'm nothing but the creaking of a rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power, revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day, And if I have faith that says to a mountain, jump, and it jumps, but I don't love, I'm nothing. If I give everything I own to the poor and even go to the stake to be burned as a martyr, but I don't love, I've gotten nowhere. 
So no matter what I say, what I believe and what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for self. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut. Love doesn't have a swelled head. Doesn't force itself on others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep score of the sins of others. Doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Puts up with anything. Trusts God always. Always looking for the best. Never looks back. But keeps going to the end. Love never dies. And skipping down a couple of verses. But for right now, until that completeness, we have three things to do to lead us toward that consummation. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. Love extravagantly. And the best of the three is love. So to know you're growing spiritually, I think it's wise to ask yourself and pay attention to whether or not your besetting sin or struggle decreases. But I think it's also wise to notice more positively if you're seeing growth in qualities that you'd like to add to your life. I think I move from resentment as I move toward increasing my trust in God. For me, I gravitate powerfully toward that last line I read from from the message version of 1 Corinthians 13. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. Love extravagantly. If my trust in God is growing, my hope wanes less and less. And I find myself able to love more freely that I am growing more spiritually. Let me just restate that again. If I trust in God, if my trust is growing, then my discouragement, I should say, wanes and my hope builds and I find myself able to love God more freely. And I know then I am growing spiritually. But before wrapping up today, I'd like to talk about the dynamic of growing in love one final way. In his spiritual exercises, St. Ignatius of Loyola creates a series of what he calls preparatory exercises before beginning the four sequences or official weeks, as he calls them, of the exercises. And crucial to these preparations that we are to make is learning to receive God's love. Ignatius brilliantly and wisely noted that you won't be able to encounter Christ very deeply or experience significant transformation if you are resistant to freely receiving the love that God offers to you every day. In what Ignatius calls the principle and the foundation of the spiritual exercises, and this is a translation from David Fleming, Ignatius writes this, God who loves us and creates us wants to share life with us forever. Our love response takes shape in our praise and honor and service of the God of our life. All the things in this world are also created because of God's love and they become a context of gifts presented to us so that we can know God more easily and make a return of love more readily. 
the whole principle and foundation is well worth meditating on deeply and consistently. But I just love this idea that everything in this life, this world, has been created because of God's love. And apart from sin and its influence and impact, everything is a context of gifts presented to us so that we can know God more easily and make a return of that love more readily. And to make a return of love to God, to reciprocate his love, we must first receive that love ourselves. I know I am growing spiritually when I find it easier and easier for me to receive God's love rather than to resist it. I can run from it because I would rather prove myself to earn God's love. But God's love, his grace is a free gift that there's nothing we could do to earn it or deserve it. But each and every day, I believe you will grow in breaking from whatever besetting sin weighs you down and holds you back as you learn to simply receive God's love. As you are fearfully and wonderfully made, a beloved child of God. He loves you. He loves you. He loves you. I love how Sally Lloyd-Jones in the Jesus Storybook Bible puts it, that God's love for you is a never-stopping, never-giving-up, unbreaking, always-and-forever love. And I believe you will be growing spiritually, not just when you're becoming less and less easily irritable or less and less easily discouraged, but those things will come when you are becoming more and more receptive to enjoying, experiencing, and making a return of the love that God wants to shower upon you each and every day. So my friends, may you know that you are growing because you are finding your heart flooded and overflowing with the love that God wants to lavish on you this very day. Look forward to seeing you next time for our final episode in Getting Heaven into People, this 40-day series. And we'll see you then. And until then, May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God the Father and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now and always.